0: Glory, 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 believe what thus saith the Lord, believe what thus saith the Lord, hallelujah, his promises are true, his word is everlasting, believe what the Lord has said unto you, glory to God, I want to turn your attention this morning to the book of Exodus, the sixth chapter, the book of Exodus and the sixth chapter. Chapter. We are excited for what the Lord is doing, excited for the good things that are happening. Uh, We are thrilled this weekend with the home Bible study seminar that Brother uh, Colbreth will be uh, administering. We encourage you to sign up. This is an excellent opportunity to learn uh, how to teach a Bible study to somebody one-on-one. And some people are intimidated to do that. That sometimes isn't what they feel is their forte. You'd be surprised how good you are at doing it. And certainly the Lord has called us to go preach the gospel to every creature. This is a tremendous opportunity to receive good instruction on how to share the word of the Lord. And in the end, see somebody grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. From the book of Exodus, the sixth chapter, verse 2. Exodus chapter 6, verse 2. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, and I appeared unto Isaac, and I appeared unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. Hallelujah. I'm going to read that again in case you didn't get that. I appeared unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by the name Jehovah was I not known to them. And by the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I feel led of the Lord to preach to you on this subject the revelation of the name. The revelation of the name. Oh, what a beautiful name. Hallelujah. All across this building, could we just lift up praise unto the name of our God. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We thank you, precious Jesus. We pray, oh God, for anointing upon this time we have in your word. An anointing, God, that will destroy every yoke of bondage. Hallelujah, an anointing that will rest upon the preacher, an anointing that will rest upon the people. Hallelujah, Lord God, let your spirit move. Let your word be understood. Let your word go forth with power in the name of Jesus. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. We welcome all of our guests to First Apostolic Church. Let's give all of our guests a great big hand. We are delighted you are here today. God bless you. God bless you in the name of the Lord. I want to point out to you this morning that we are here to praise and to worship one who is worthy to be praised. This is, not a, this is not a meaningless ceremony or some sort of an of a, uh, obligation or ritual that we partake of uh, once, twice a week. But this is, this is the beautiful opportunity that we have as Christian born-again believers. People who follow the teachings of the Lord's Apostles amen, who thank God for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, come together and rejoice together in the Lord and worship the Lord our God. It's important that we know that that we're not just worshiping some mysterious figure. This isn't some vague reference to a God, uh, but, but we are worshiping one true living God. And we're not necessarily worshiping him simply based on the offices that he holds. Because he does, in fact, hold the most prominent offices that, that we even know about. The office of God. And he's real good at being God. Somebody said, the Lord has a hang-up. He thinks he's God. Nobody likes being around a person who thinks they're God. You know why you don't like being around a person who thinks they're God? Because you know they're not God. But what a beautiful privilege it is to be around God, who is God, who knows he's God, who's good at being God, who's wise with it, who's loving with it, who understands me better than I understand myself. And so we praise Him. And we don't just praise Him in title or in position or office, but we praise Him by name. We praise Him by name. There are a lot of people who worship God, and you wonder who it is they're talking about. Because there are... A number of different things, a number of different spirits, a number of different principalities that can pose themselves as a ruler in your life. But we know who we worship. We know Him by name. So it is important, especially in 2017 and beyond, that we are deliberate about worshiping our God by name. You're not going to be persecuted by having some vague relationship with some obscure deity. If you are to be persecuted, it will be because you have singled him out and called him by name. And said he had manifested himself in the flesh and became the only begotten son of the living God. And that his name, oh hallelujah, I'm going to say his name. And when I say his name, it will be precious to your soul. When I say his name, it will be sweet to your spirit. His name is Jesus. I said his name is Jesus. My God, sweeter than honey from the honeycomb his name is jesus there's none above him there's none beside him his name is jesus glory hallelujah my god my god that's the name i cry out to in a time of despair that's the name i praise and worship Off my lips rolls songs of praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. Off my lips rolls prayers I know to whom I should go. I don't have to wonder. I just go directly to him, Jesus. I'm thankful to know that name. I'm thankful to be able to praise that name. I'm thankful to be able to call that name. Hallelujah. I'm thankful to be able to be baptized into that name. Woo, hallelujah. My God, I think we take it for granted sometimes just how blessed we are to be able to magnify his name, to be able to know his name, to be able to call on his name, Not everybody has had the privilege of understanding exactly who it is, hallelujah, that we are worshiping. Sometimes they bought into a lie and believed a lie instead of believing the truth. Sometimes they held on to religious tradition and, and anchored themselves to an empty religious tradition instead of knowing that Jesus Christ is the mighty God in the flesh. Hallelujah. The Bible teaches us the power of the name. One thing you should know about the name of the Lord is that His name is your defense. His name is your defense. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10 gives us a powerful visual of exactly what the name of the Lord is in our life. Proverbs 18 says, 10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You imagine running from a hurricane and you get into the strong tower that is the name of the Lord. You imagine running from the severe elements of the world in which you live. But you run not aimlessly. You run to the name of the Lord and the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Hallelujah, and secure. That's the name of the Lord. Psalm 20 says, the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Verse number 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Because one thing I've learned in this life, his name, hallelujah, is a defense to my soul. His name is a defense to my family. His name is a defense around my life. And I can trust in him and I can call upon him and I can know that he hears me and I can rest in his name. Psalm 124, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, Now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick. I'm talking about what would have happened if the Lord wasn't on our side. They would have swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth oh hallelujah oh hallelujah glory hallelujah when David went out to fight Goliath Goliath came to him explaining to him that he was a champion capable of rendering David useless feeding his carcass to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field was the claim And David walked out upon that battlefield fearing nothing. And Goliath said to him... I am, I am, am I a dog that you have sent this child to fight me? But David said, You come against me with sword and spear, but I come against you in the name. Notice the, notice the preposition, that word preposition. He prepositioned himself before going out onto the battlefield. He prepositioned himself in the name of the Lord. He said, Before I go out to fight, fight Goliath, I'm going to step into the name of the Lord. He could have chosen a number of different prepositions. He could have been by the name, or he could have been around the name, or he could have been about the name, but he knew where the power was. The power was in the name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Contrast that to the seven sons of Sceva, who in the book of Acts prepositioned themselves, but they didn't preposition themselves correctly. They were by the name, and when they adjured the evil spirits, by Jesus, whom Paul preached, the evil spirits lunged at them, overtook them, and they left naked and wounded. But the Bible says our power isn't by the name or about the name. There are a lot of people who know about the name. But the power of God is resident in the name of the Lord. In the name. It's a strong tower. Get into it. Cover yourself in it. Bury yourself in it. Be immersed into it. Oh, I praise you, Jesus. Not only is his name our defense, but his name, hallelujah, is to be praised. His name is to be praised. Psalm 113 says, From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, His name is to be praised. I said, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, his name is to be praised. Don't complain to me about being beat up, beat down, depressed, and having no joy in life if you're not praising him from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same because there's power in praising the name of Jesus. I said, there's victory in praising the name of Jesus. Oh, you think this is cliche. You ought to try it. You ought to wake up tomorrow morning praising his name. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. Praise him when the sun goes down. Then tell me about cliche. Then tell me about cliche. It has nothing to do with a cliche or some kind of a a working of words. It has to do with the truth of God when we praise that name. Something happens. And you know Psalm 48.10 says it this way. According to thy name, so is thy praise. According to thy name, so is thy praise. So in other words, my praise needs to match his name. That's why a little bit of this don't cut it. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. A little bit of that. It's got to be more than what you do on Sunday. It's got to, listen, it's got to be more than what you do in a two hour, hour and a half, two hour time slot on Sunday morning. His name is to be praised. He is worthy of my shout. He's worthy of my song. He's worthy of my worship. And he's worthy of my consecration. He's worthy of my service. He's worthy of my obedience. He's worthy of my devotion. He's worthy of my life. He's worthy. 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 The name of the Lord God is worthy. Hallelujah. I want you to know that you can hear me say it, but unless you hunger for it, you might not have it revealed unto you, because it is a revelation, this name of God. It's not something that you just hear with your natural ears and can perceive. Jesus spoke many times in parables. Now, to our flesh, those parables seemed complicated. Everything of the spirit seems complicated to the flesh. In reality, in reality, in the proper order of things, what seems complex to the flesh is actually the most simple of all things to understand. But it must be spiritually discerned. It requires a crucifying of the flesh. It requires a burying of the flesh. It requires a new birth experience. Oh, hallelujah. Walking into a dimension of understanding the deep things. Yay, the deep things of God. People can hear his name and not know it. People can talk his name and not know it. People can praise his name and not know it. People certainly take his name in vain because they don't know it. His name is precious. His name is beautiful. His name has power. Every devil in hell knows that name. The very devil's haunting you and taunting you and stalking you. Know that name and they tremble at the power of that name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do here today. We're going to magnify Jesus, all right? We're going to exalt the Lord God, Jesus Christ. And when we do, we're going to place him high above every principality. We're going to place him high above every power and every sickness that has plagued your body will be under his feet in this place. And every, every, every depressive thought, every suicidal tendency, you hear what I'm preaching to you, every sinful temptation will be under his feet as we exalt his name in this house. His name is to be praised. hallelujah oh glory Lord give us a divine revelation Give us a divine revelation. Give us a divine revelation. If you'll ever receive a revelation of the name, you'll be baptized in it. If you'll receive a revelation of the name, you'll pray in it. If you'll receive a revelation of the name, you'll die for it. If you receive a revelation of the name, you'll praise it from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord appeared unto Moses. Moses thought his life was over. He was just living out the final few stages of life. In his mind, he was 80 years old, coming to this burning bush. He wasn't he wasn't making plans for the future necessarily. He had kind of done what he did, had a lot of regret maybe, because he felt like he ran from his calling and And that he never quite fulfilled what God wanted him to do little did he know but the greatest thing he would do in life was about to happen when he least expected it he sees a bush burning but not consumed and from it comes a voice and this voice says to him take off your shoes you are standing on holy ground he walks closer to the bush and he walks closer to the voice He takes off his shoes because he was standing on holy ground. Oh, hallelujah. And when he heard the voice, he heard a distinct call of God upon his life the call was complete with details and instructions and directions where to go, what time to be there, who to talk to, who to take with you, what you're going to do when you arrive. It was a point by point, step by step, detailed booklet that God was giving to Moses because Moses had a task that nobody before him had. Now all of them had important things to do. Joseph, had to prepare for the coming famine and, and uh, Jacob had to bring the children of Israel into Egypt so that they could be safe and, and Abraham certainly was called of God to go out to the land of promise and establish it there for his family Noah, my goodness he had a responsibility to build an ark get his family in the ark bring the animal kingdom into the ark but Moses has something unusual Moses has to deliver a whole nation out of bondage and he's going to do it without war and God said you're going to do this and this is how you're going to do it you're going to tell Pharaoh let my people go you see Moses that's my son in Egypt that's what the Lord said he said it's my firstborn son now that's deep and a whole different message but he said that's my firstborn son inside of that land of Egypt And God began to put his heart into Moses. He put his burden onto Moses. That's what happens when you enter the ministry. You don't just enter the ministry because you want to preach. You enter the ministry because God puts his heart in you. He puts his priorities in your spirit. And it becomes like a fire shut up in your bones. And every devil in hell will ridicule you and criticize you and try to throw you off the path. But you stay in the presence of the Lord. Hear the voice of God until you know his name. And Moses said, well, Lord, tell me. He said, who shall I say sent me? Because this is awesome. I'm not going to lie. I mean, this bush is burning and nothing's happening to it. And, and, and I'm here talking to you and I don't see you but your voice is coming up out of this bush and this is great and this is awesome you think you could just go with me we'll just take the whole burning bush to Egypt and I set it up in Pharaoh's court and you do the talking And God said, no, no, you're going to go into Pharaoh's court. You're going to tell him, let my people go. He said, well, well, I don't even know if Israel will believe this. Certainly not. Pharaoh, who shall I say, sent me? And the Lord looks at him kind of like, okay, I see what you're doing. You're hungry for something. You're thirsty for a deeper understanding of me. You're thirsty for something nobody has ever understood. Hungry for something nobody has ever understood. I had a relationship with Abraham. Oh, did I have a relationship with Abraham. He was my friend. You know that song, I am a friend of God? We get that directly from the story of Abraham. Because God called Abraham his friend. They were buddies. They were pals. That's how close their relationship was but he looked at Moses and said oh you want to know something do you well let me tell you something Abraham knew me like you know me he knew me as God Almighty El Shaddai that's how Abraham knew me that's how Isaac knew me and that's how Jacob knew me but I'm getting ready to show you a side of me that they didn't even fully understand because what I'm calling you to do is going to require an understanding of me. Now, listen, that doesn't mean Abraham did not interact with God in a certain way, because he did. He interacted, interacted with him as Yahweh, but Abraham did not know the power of that name until Moses. Nobody knew the depth of that name nobody knew the extent of that name what that name means because the lord looked at abraham and said moses and said moses i'm going to tell you my name and understand abraham didn't understand this fully and isaac and jacob they didn't even understand this fully so you need to feel privileged when i tell you what i'm about to tell you i am Now that sounds crazy that sounds crazy to your flesh and that sounds crazy to my flesh but it's deep it's profound, it's powerful, it's earth shaking and if somebody like Moses did will get a hold of it they can deliver whole nations from bondage, if somebody will get a hold of it like Moses did, they can part waters, hallelujah, and call bread from heaven, if somebody will get a hold of it like Moses did, they will see the power of God at work in their life. I am. It just simply means I am. I am the self-sustaining God. See Abraham understood that I was God almighty but your understanding that nobody created me and nobody can finish me You're understanding that there is no beginning to me. You're understanding that there is no ending to me. I am the first. I am the last. I am the alpha. And I am the omega. I am, I am, I am. I simply am. If you weren't here, I would be here. I simply am. Listen, if you take Jesus out of the picture, you don't have a picture. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Without Him, you're not here. These chairs aren't here. This floor isn't here. Those trees aren't there. That grass isn't there. This air isn't here. Without Him was not anything made that was made. By Him, all things consist. and he doesn't need your approval to exist and he doesn't need folks to believe in him for him to exist if the whole earth were atheists he is still the I am if the whole earth rejects him turns their back on him he is still the I am I was called into a uh, college one time to, to, to discuss the difference between the oneness of God and Trinitarian thought. And we were discussing this and the, one of the students said to me, they said, uh, Pastor Urshan, if, if God is not multiple people, then how is God love? And there were two or three professors there with me. Of course, I was all by myself. Everybody was against me. So I'm standing there, me and Jesus. That's all I saw. That's really all you need. They said they said if 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 there are multiple people, if there are not multiple people making up the Godhead, then how can God say God is love? Because they said in order for love to be love, it has to have a recipient to validate that it is in fact love. So God can't be love if there's nobody there to receive his love. So, so before God made man, who would have received his love since love can't be love unless it is received by someone. And I said, well see here's the, here's the problem with, with your thought. Is that you're trying to box God's love into the same box your love is in. And you see everything about God is so much higher and so much better than anything about us. He said that his ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. So his love is a different kind of love than you or I have ever experienced. And I said, God is love, whether there's anybody there to love or not. He just is. He doesn't stop being loved if there's nobody there to love. So God doesn't need multiple people in his Godhead to say, I love you, I love you, since I don't have anybody there to love. God is love. Whether you like it or not, God is love. Whether you reciprocate it or not, God is love. Whether you were created or not, God is love. Hallelujah. He is one God. He said, beside me, there is none of Stop trying to divide God up and make him more human. The only time God became human was when God manifested himself into the flesh of man. And the everlasting father became the only begotten son of the living God. You know why? So you and I could become sons of God. See, you forgot who you were. If you knew what a son of God was, you and I forgot what a son of God was. We were to be sons of God. That's who Adam was. He was the son of God the begotten son, the created son. He was the son of God but he gave his sonship away and now nobody knows who they are and nobody understands why they're here and everybody's wanting to know the meaning of life. That's what David was saying when he was looking at the stars and he was hungry and thirsting and he was coming on to something. He looked up at the moon and the stars and he said wait wait, 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 I'm seeing I'm seeing pattern. I'm seeing design Purpose? Wow. Wait, wait. I've always thought of myself as being so feeble, finite, and unnecessary. But the heavens are telling me something different. See, when I consider thy heavens and the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained and the works of your fingers, I have to ask myself, what is man? That you are mindful of Him. Because I'm starting to get an idea that I'm more important than what everything around me is telling me. Everything around me is death and dying. Everything around me is sick and sickening. Everything around me is grotesque and finite. Everything around me is shallow and confusing. But when I move beyond what I see around me into the presence of the Lord, I begin to realize, hey, you are mindful of me. And the Son of Man, what is He that you would visit Him? So God Himself became who we are to be. The sons of God. And now we can be like Him. It does not yet appear. It does not yet appear. It does not yet appear what we shall be. It does not yet appear what we shall be. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. For we shall see him as he is. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Moses, what I'm trying to tell you is, I simply am. This is where we get the word Jehovah. Y-H-W-H. We put a bunch of vowels in there so we could actually say the word. So it's not really Jehovah. It's it's Y-H-W-H or Yahweh. It's, it's, it's really not. You, you really can't even pronounce it with, with, with your, your, your tongue the way it is used to pronouncing things. It's just breath. It's just Yahweh. Jehovah. Jehovah. In fact, it was so sacred. So, so, so holy that the priests wouldn't even utter the name. They wouldn't even utter the name. To, to name the name, to write the name, they had to purify themselves. They had The scribes literally had to purify themselves to be able to pin the name of God that was revealed to Moses. Because it was so sacred and it was so holy. And here we are in 2017 using it when we get frustrated. Use it when we get mad at somebody. God forbid that we should ever treat it with such casual nature. In Jesus' name, understand the power of that name. He said, my name is Yahweh, Jehovah. It means self-existent. It means nobody created me. Nobody can discreate me. Nobody can finish me. You can burn my book and it'll be the best seller. You know how many times this thing has been burned and banned? And it's still the New York Times bestseller of all time because you can't burn him out of existence. You can't ban him out of existence. You can't disbelieve him out of existence because day unto day uttereth speech and night unto night showeth knowledge and the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. He simply is the I Am. So this is how God has to reveal things to us. The Bible says he does so line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. Here a little, there a little. This is why when you first walk into an apostolic Pentecostal church like this and everybody's shouting, dancing, talking in tongues, running, screaming, hollering, you're like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm all done. Great knowing you guys are great. Love you guys, but we'll see you somewhere else sometime else. But if you stay in it a little while, and you start to behold his face and behold his glory, and you begin to think about the goodness of Jesus, something happens down deep on the inside when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me. With something way down deep. My soul cries out. My soul cries out. My soul cries out. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank God for saving me. And so God has to reveal it to our spirit line upon line, precept upon precept here a little and there a little and that's what he did in the old testament to israel he began to just show them bits and pieces of who he is With a foretelling of what was to come. He kept telling them, there's coming a day when the wolf will lay down with the lamb. There's coming a day when waters will spring up out of the desert. There's coming a day where the desert, listen, the desert, he's talking about death and destruction. He's talking about dry, unfruitful ground. We all have those areas of our life that's dry and unfruitful. But he said, there's coming a day when the desert shall blossom like a rose. In the wilderness and the solitary place shall rejoice and be glad. And those that could not bear children will bear children. He said it's going to be a glorious day. And while he's prophesying this to them, he's showing them through life experience, line upon line and precept upon precept. This is what he did with, with Abraham when he took Isaac to Mount. Moriah and he was terrified because he was getting ready to sacrifice Isaac, and Isaac was the son of promise. And as he's about to sacrifice Isaac, the son of promise, the Lord appears to him and speaks into his ear and says, Do not slay your son, for now I know that you fear God. And the Bible says that there was a ram rustling in the thicket, and Abraham said, My goodness, God has provided. That's when he said, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord. Lord is my provider oh hallelujah when Moses was looking out over the battle with the Amalekites and the Amalekites were fighting with Israel and the battle was ensuing to such a degree and Moses stands up on the mountain with Aaron and with her grabs a rod his rod and lifts that rod up over the people whenever the rod was lifted above his head then Israel would would succeed in battle but when his arms would weaken and the rod would come down then Israel would lose in the battle so he would have to lift his arms for them to win and his arms would drop and they would lose finally Aaron and Hur got on either side and lifted his arms for him and as the rod was lifted the children of Israel would win the battle. That's when the Lord said, Moses, I am Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, your banner. That's who I am, Jehovah, your banner. When Gideon was told by God that he would fight with the Midianites, that he would deliver the children of Israel from the oppression of the Midianites, he said, Lord, I'm scared of the Midianites I don't think I can fight with the Midianites I don't think I have what it takes my family is the least in my tribe my tribe is the least in the tribes of Israel and I'm the least in my family which is in the least of the tribes and the Lord said peace be unto you and be not afraid For I am with you And I shall deliver you And Gideon built an altar And said Jehovah Shalom The Lord is my peace See God will take you through experiences in life And he will establish line upon line And precept upon precept And at one point in your life You're going to know that he's your provider Then he's going to take you to another place And he's going to show you he's your banner And he's going to take you to another place And he's going to show you he's your peace <laughs> Woo! Jehovah Rohai, the Lord is my shepherd Jehovah Rapha the Lord is my healer Jehovah Shema, the Lord is present Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord, hallelujah, is my righteousness you hear that sanctification Jehovah Sidcanu the Lord is my righteousness until finally God is going to establish line upon line precept upon precept here a little, there a little Red Sea, line And then the wall of Jericho precept, Daniel in the lion's den line, David and Goliath precept. Hear a little prophecy from Isaiah, there a little prophecy from Jeremiah, hear a little prophecy from Zechariah, there a little prophecy from Hosea until finally it's going to culminate into a full revelation of who he is. That's when Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Tzidkanu, Jehovah Mekadesh, Jehovah Shema, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rohai became Jehovah Yeshua, or Yeshua or Jesus. Because guess what the revelation told me? The revelation told me he's not just my healer. He's not just my sanctification. He's not just my righteousness. He's not just my very present help in trouble. But the Lord is my salvation. In other words. He's all these things wrapped up into one name. And at that name, every knee shall bow. And at that name, every tongue shall confess. My God. My God. The angel appeared to Mary and said, You shall call his name Jesus. Jehovah. Salvation. Jehovah. Salvation. For he shall save his people from their sins. He appeared unto Joseph and said, you shall call his name Emmanuel. Which means God is with us. Hallelujah. When Jesus stood up and said to those who were gathered to hear him speak. And said, you want to talk about Abraham? Let me tell you something about Abraham. Before Abraham was. This is when they wanted to stone him, folks. They're like, forget the crucifixion. We're going to go get our big stones, and we're going to do it right here, right now. It is on because Jesus said before Abraham was. He said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. See, that's what you got to understand. Abraham didn't even know God as Jehovah. So when he looked at that lamb replacing Isaac, it was like a total bafflement to him he was like I don't even know what I'm looking at here because he didn't know God as Yahweh he knew God as El Shaddai and so he's looking at this action of Yahweh hallelujah Jehovah Jireh and he was just like I don't know what it is but thank God for whatever just happened Isaac get off the altar we're putting the ram on the altar Jesus said he was looking into my day because what that lamb did for Isaac is what Jesus does for you It was you that was supposed to be on that cross. You were supposed to be on the cross. You were supposed to be on the cross. But thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And before Abraham ever was, I am. This was the fulfillment of what the Lord told Moses in the burning bush. Let's go back to the burning bush for just a moment. The Lord told Moses, He said, I am that great I am. That's what He said. He didn't just say, He said, I am. Then He went on and said, I am that great I am. So in other words, Moses There's coming a day when a great I Am will show up. There's coming a day when a great I am will step foot into this earth. And that great I am is going to say, I am the bread of life. And that great I am is going to say, I am the good shepherd. And that great I am is going to say, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the light of the world. I am before Abraham was. I am. And Moses, when he gets here, tell everybody, I am that great I am.
1: I am the I am. I am that I am.
0: Hallelujah. So when Jesus said before Abraham was, I am, he was saying, I'm Yahweh. And they were like, oh, no, he didn't. Before they could gather their stones, he was gone. Listen, he's everything. He's everything. Oh, He's everything to me. When you're driving down the road, God forbid it should ever happen, but if you're ever driving down the road and you hit up maybe some transparent ice on the highway, God forbid, and your wheel hits it and it sends your car into an out-of-control lurch and you feel yourself spinning And you don't know if you're going to spin into another lane of an oncoming vehicle. You don't know if you're going to hit a guardrail. You don't know if you're going to flip. And you're terrified in that matter of mere seconds, if that. Your life flashes before your eyes. If you have a revelation of this name, then you know what to do. Listen, you don't have to take a moment and think, well, what do I need him to be Do I need him to be my healer? Because technically I haven't been injured yet. Do I need him to be my provider? As in maybe I should ask him to provide some way of escape. Do I need him to be my righteousness and my sanctification? Because this might be the last moment I spend on earth. You don't have to think through all that. All you got to do is call on one name. Because in that name is everything you need. In that In that name is everything you'll ever need Call on it Call on it Jesus 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 Come on, lay hands on your kids in Jesus' name. Lay hands on your grandkids in Jesus' name. Lay hands on your marriage in Jesus' name. Be baptized in Jesus' name. I said, be baptized in Jesus' name. Somebody stand to your feet with me right now. Come on, stand to your feet with me right now. Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah 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 glory 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 hallelujah hallelujah glory hallelujah glory hallelujah glory hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. Come on, That name is greater than what you're struggling with right now. That name is greater than what you're dealing with in your home life. That name is greater than the symptoms you have in your body. Come on, lift up that name right now. Lift up that name right now. Lift up that name. Call on that name. Cry out to that name. Whatever your need, whatever your challenge, whatever your obstacle, Jesus, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, let it build right now. Let it build right now. Come on, that's it. Let faith rise in this house. 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 You know, I'm so grateful that I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. See, you got to understand this about me. I'm in the name of Jesus. I'm in the name of Jesus I'm in the name of the Lord. So when I come against a a devil that wants to do harm, I say, I come against you in the name. Because I'm in the name. See, when I was baptized in the name of Jesus, Joel Urshan was relinquished. And I know you call me Joel, and I know when I sign documents on this earth, I sign Joel, and I I get that, I understand that, and, and that's how we all know one another. But in the spiritual, this old man died. And I walk in newness of life. And the new life I walk in is the life of Jesus Christ. The life that died but was buried and resurrected from the dead and is incorruptible. That's the new life I live. Hallelujah. So when I can feel the imposition of an ungodly force, I don't just wish it away, worry it away, hope it away. I command it in the name of Jesus. I stand in the name of the God of my salvation. The one true and living I am, Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, I command you, hallelujah, to remove yourself. In Jesus' name, Satan, get under my feet. In the name of Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. Come on, somebody's facing something in your life and you're trying to do it on your own. You don't need to do it on your own. You need to do it in the name. Come on, lift up your hands right now and say, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Uh. Woo! Come on, if you've never buried the old man in the precious name of Jesus, this is your day to be baptized in the name of Jesus. This is your day to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Let old things pass away and all things become new. Let's praise him, folks. Let's praise him. He wants to do something in this place. He wants to do something in this place. Wooo. I know I didn't mention drug addiction, but every drug addiction in this building can be broken because we've exalted the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a lot of things I didn't mention. I don't need to mention all the bad stuff. All I got to do is exalt the name of Jesus. And every vile spirit and every unclean habit comes into subjection to the name of Jesus. We're getting ready to sing and magnify the Lord. I want every, every praise in this house to be lifted unto the Lord Jesus Christ right now. And if you need something from God, I want you to come to the front of this house and say, Lord, I need you. I need you in the name of Jesus. I need strength in the name of Jesus. I need salvation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. I want somebody to come right now. All praise to the Lord. 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 All praise. Come on, that's it. Lift praise unto the King. Lift praise unto the King. Come on, that's it, church. Lift praise unto the King. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. Somebody else. That's it. God bless you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. That's it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on. Come on, that's right, in the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on, come on, that's right. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Say, yes, Lord, Hallelujah. Jesus, like the praise.